This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. Thank you for joining me today here on Quiet Moments as we begin looking at the topic, Eternal God and Mortal Man, looking for some lessons for us today from Psalm 90. As we begin this study, I want to show what we can learn from comparing God's eternal nature to man's mortal nature on earth. We have to remember and consider that God is eternal, as we see throughout the Bible. Man, however, is mortal. Unless Christ returns first, all will see death. What can we learn from God's eternal nature and man's mortal nature? Let's begin by looking at Psalm 90, verses 1 through 3. In Psalm 90, beginning in verses 1, looking at verses 1 and 2 from the King James, the Bible says here, Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, wherever thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. As we look at verses 1 and 2, we begin looking at not only the eternal creator, but his identity. We see in verses 1 and 2 that from the beginning to end, God will always be God. He was before the beginning. You think about that, how do we measure time today? Well, we go back to creation. Yet we remember as we look at Genesis chapter 1 and John chapter 1, that before the world ever began as we know it, God was already present. He was before time began, as he was before creation. So before we can even begin to measure time, God was present. He is eternal. He has no beginning because he is God. And he has no end because he is God. He tells us there in verse 2 of Psalm 90, from, Psalm 90, from everlasting to everlasting, meaning from everlasting in the beginning to everlasting in the end, meaning there is no beginning or end. For this reason, he says in verse 2, Thou art God. All time, for all eternity, there is but one true God. There is but one everlasting God, the God of the Bible. We find in verse 3 that the God in his nature and his identity drives men to repentance so that men can come and become children of him. We find in verse 3, Thou turnest man to destruction and sayest, Return ye children of men. We find here as we look at this verse that God wants all men to come to repentance. God brings retribution upon those who are sinners in order to bring them back to him. He shows them the error of their ways for the purpose, as we find here in verse 3, that they will return to him. We also find, as we look at the eternal creator, not only his identity, but his immortality. To God, a thousand years, or as as we look at verse 4, yesterday. We look at Psalm 90, looking at verse 4. Here the Bible says, For, for a thousand years in thy sight are but as yesterday, when it is past, and as a watch in the night. We find here that the eternity, or a thousand years here, as we have it mentioned in verse 4, was as but a moment. Because when you are eternal in nature, as God is, time is just another, it's not really even measurable almost. He says here, and we see in verse 4, it's like it was yesterday. It's already passed. It's a thousand years. He says it's as a watch in the night. That is, it's just a few hours, because that's what a, how long a watch in the night is, as you look at it in Bible terms. We also want to consider also the mortal man. As we look at Psalm 90, looking at verse 5 and following, we find the problems with mortal man. We begin by looking at the shortness of mortal man. In Psalm 90, looking at verses 5 and 6, the Bible says here, Thou carriest them away as with a flood. They are as a, as a sleep in the morning. They are like grass which groweth up. 
In the morning it flourishes and groweth up. In the evening it is cut down and withereth. We see our lives are as grass, fresh at sunrise, withered and dry at sunset, meaning our life is so very short. We think back to various events in our life, and we think we think about how how that doesn't seem like it was that long ago. Maybe you know, graduating high school wasn't that long ago. Maybe graduating from college it wasn't that long ago. So it seems, or having a child, or having grandchildren. Sometimes we hear grandparents say, "I remember when you were just this size," and it seems like just a moment. And as parents, we say the same things. It doesn't seem possible they could be this old because time keeps moving. As we found here in verse uh, in verse 5, it's like uh, in verse 5 and 6, he says, It's like the grass which groweth up, it flourisheth and groweth up, and eating is cut down and withereth. Time just comes by so quickly, moves so fast. We find in verse 10 the idea of the count of our days. In Psalm 90 and verse 10 says, The days of our years are threescore years and ten. And if by reason of strength they be fourscore years, yet is their strength labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and, and we fly away. We have here the, the New King James translate this for, translates uh, verse 10 this way. The days of our lives are 70 years, and by reason of strength they are 80 years. Yet their boast is only, only labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. We look at this, we are given an average of really 70 years. When you think about time expectancy or life expectancy, I don't know what it is in the United States now, but you know, when someone reaches the age of 80, usually we think that's that's pretty good life. 90, that's pretty impressive. Anything beyond that, it's just hard to imagine. Because life is not is fleeting. We don't have anything promised to us. Our bodies are frail, and they do decay and give out. Not only do we look at the, look at mortal man, the sense of shortness of life, but also the sinfulness of man. Going back to Psalm 90, looking at verses 7 and 8, the Bible says here, For we are consumed by thine anger, and by thy wrath are we troubled. Thou hast set our iniquities before thee, and our secret sins in the light of thy countenance. God sees all our iniquities, all our sins, both secret and open. See, mortal man is not like God. We are not eternal, and we are not without sin. God is without sin. His Son is without sin, but us, we are not. We also find a fourfold petition, if you will. As we look at, actually, before we get to that, let's look at verses 9 and 11. It's like ahead of myself here. We want to look at the sorrow uh, when it comes to the problems of mortal man. Not only have we seen the shortness of life, the sinfulness of man, but also the sorrow. Look at verses 9 through 11. He says, For all our days are passed away in thy wrath, and we spend our years as a tale that is told. The days of our years are, are threescore years and ten, and if by reason by strength, of strength they be fourscore years, yet is their strength labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. Who knoweth the power of thine anger, even according to thy fear, so is thy wrath. Our days all, all include pain and trouble. That is, we, we, because the world we live in, we endure all kinds of various hardships and persecutions and just hard work. And yes, as those who want to do what is right and pleasing in the sight of God, we also endure the chastisement that comes from God when it is necessary. That is, that correction that comes from God that leads us, as we saw back in verse, uh, back, <clears throat> excuse me, back in verse uh, 3 here, where God calls all men to repentance. Thus, that's why we see the chastisement of God. And so we see the shortness of life, we see the sinfulness, and we see the sorrow, the, the hardship of man. 
But also we have this fourfold petition, as I mentioned before, in verses 12 through 17. Looking at verse 12 of Psalm 90, the Bible says, So teach us to number our days, that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. We find here this idea, that phrase, so teach us. It is in light of everything we've already said, in light of our life being short, of sin being in our life, and various hardships that we face. And yet, because God is immortal, because God wants man to have heaven as their home, we find in verse 12 these words, so teach us. It is because of all these things, teach us to do what? To number our days that we might make the most of our time and grow in wisdom, as we see here in verse 12. Even according, he says in verse 12, that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. To just use our days to grow more knowledgeable of you, because the more we know about God, the closer we grow to Him. Just like we, just like with our, our spouse or those who we love, the, close, the, the more we know about them, the closer we can be to them. We also find here not just teach us, but also satisfy us. Looking at verses 13 through 15. Return, O Lord, how long let it repent thee concerning thy servants. O satisfy us early with thy, and with thy mercy that we may rejoice and be, glad and be glad all our days. Make us glad according to the days wherein thou hast afflicted us and the years wherein we have seen evil. That we might know God's love, sing for joy, and see God's miracles again. Satisfy us with what? With your love, with your power, with your mercy, with your grace, all those things. Satisfy us with those things. And then we also find in verse 16, to sanctify our children. He says in verse 16, let thy work appear unto thy servants, and thy glory unto their children. They, they might see God's glory at work. Sometimes we, we, when we think about our lives and how God has blessed us and done so much for us, we also need to tell others, especially our children and grandchildren, all the things that God has done for us. We don't mean in some miraculous sense God reaching down and acting our lives in some miraculous way, but we do see God's love, we do see God's care, and sometimes we may even see God's providence in some things. We definitely see how much God cares for us by its answering of our prayers and blessing us, as, as Paul tells us, with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places that are in Christ. We find in verse 17, they ask to be made successful. He says, And let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us, and establish thou the work of our hands upon us. Yea, the work of our hands establish thou it, that God may be approving of them. Where God approves of them, they recognize here in verse 17, their works may be established. They may be successful. We're going to stop there today. When we come back next time, we're going to look at some more lessons that we can learn from this idea of, of, of eternal God and mortal man. I do thank you for being here with me today on Quiet Moments. I hope to see you again next time as we continue looking at this topic. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.